0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But you're going to have to put those applause away for now. I am not worthy of them, and we'll get to that in a second. If you look in the sponsor, Opportunity Green Room, you'll see John Bradshaw, Layfield, the WWE Hall of Fame turned rugby advocate, and his pal, King Gift, Baylou, the inventor of words. They're once again prepping diligently, as they do, mining for picks to make you money. And if you look at the Your Company name here, Slate, you'll see we have a full show, including, again, the great George Hook. But, guys, it's great to see you, but it's not a great record. That It's we-
1: not so good to see you, so let's be honest. We start off the show being honest and transparent. We don't want
0: to see you. We're not sure why we do this. Well, and I can't say I blame you because of the poor, poor performance that yours truly had la- over the weekend that really dragged Team TRO down. And I apologize to you and the viewers and those betting on the picks that I selected.
1: So you finally were honest about your picks.
0: Finally.
2: Bam. finally bam boom
0: boom and those picks those picks uh submarined us, so to speak i was on an, an awful eight and 12 on the weekend oh. again i apologize and i throw myself at the mercy of your feet in this kangaroo court that exists on this show as you should uh but gift uh i do have a bone of contention with you you are in the fair city of new york and you've been I here You've been here since last week, and you haven't contacted yours truly.
2: Well, you know, we, we have these crazy things called family. I have to, you know, we establish things that have priority. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize that we yeah. had to make you into the priority over here. Uh, just what can I say? What can I say? I have my ducks in a row proper. Okay,
0: I, I could just – Say that what you didn't prioritize was having a a a, a, a camera crew or, a, or for a tripod.
1: Easy for you to say. Do you speak English? I can't. Do not know the show is going to be today?
0: I can't. I'm just so apoplectic after my poor performance over the weekend. I was. In the fr- the top fourteen, John, I, I, I don't I don't know what to do anymore about the top fourteen. Do you just bet the whole the home team throughout the whole competition because they yes. don't seem to respect playing on the road? They're
2: just there for the the wine, you know. Ridiculous! A, the after party is where it's at because most of our players are just getting back. It's shameful, and you know what else is shameful? Me, and I'm in this uh... week's walk of shame
0: because of the French. <laughs>
1: That's uh, not very nice. That's very uh, it's like a francophobic type of response. That was not nice. right.
0: Franco was Insane. in Spain. Shame. Listen, we'll pick this conversation up later, but we have George Hook waiting in the in the sponsor opportunity green room and we can't leave him there any longer. Let's bring him in right now. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be distracted while we bring in George Hook by gift, pointing his fingers at the lens. He's sitting on a bench in New York City, dedicated to do the program on his cell phone. But let's go right to George, who has no time for this nonsense.
2: All right, well, George Hook. There let's he is. Go.
3: I used to stay in a great place uh, at 75th and uh, Central Park West. It was owned by some millionaire guys who took a, I shouldn't say take a fancy to me but, because you might get that wrong, but they used to let me stay there. Right. It was really gorgeous, you know. The guy was
0: gorgeous or the the hotel? No, was that, that,
3: The apartment was pretty, Just pretty sweet.
0: To sort yeah. that out. All right, George. That aside, memories aside, and gift shake shaky camera aside, George, take us away.
3: It wasn't a lot of good rugby on, really. I watched intermittently. Uh, like the Welsh clubs are so bad. I mean, it's hard to watch Leinster like put fifty points on on the Welsh guys. Uh, monster. Then the monster match was quite interesting because. The arrival of the South African teams, I I, I have a mixed views on, on whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But uh, the Monster Stormers match was pretty good, which yeah. will bring Mr. Layfield in a minute. But but like this week now we're beginning to see the full return of the international players, you know, and obviously and it may well come up in conversation, Leinster-Munster this weekend uh, in Lansdowne Road is going to be something special, I would think.
0: Well, let's throw the script out the window The tel- and, and damn the teleprompters. What's your view of this Munster-Leinster matchup in Dublin?
3: Well, you've got it right, in Dublin. So, I mean, that's... Uh, home advantage has become increasingly important in all competitions, really. So, therefore, Lanstra, I think, will start. The fact that it's in uh, the the Lansdowne Road, as opposed to the the Royal Dublin Society in Ballsbred, which has a capacity of about 30% of Lansdowne Road, they're expecting a big crowd and they'll get a big crowd. They're ergo atmosphere. So, you're going to have this match between a uh, Munster and Lanstra, which goes back you know, well over a century, and and it's pretty special. I still fancy Leinster. I mean, Leinster are very good, although the latest news is that the South African coach isn't going to be in Ireland in time for that match because, as the press release stated, he is fulfilling commercial uh, obligations for Rugby South Africa. The important thing for Niemba is that he delivers over the long term. Not, I mean, even if he did arrive at the time, what was he going to do for next weekend? Sweet FA,
0: John, you're fully on the Leinster bandwagon. What did you observe last weekend?
1: I observed what uh, George was talking about. The internationals coming back and, and it's the disproportionate effect that they have on their teams. Cause you have to understand when you get guys back in the internationals, they aren't just coming in from the season. They're coming in from the rugby world cup. So it's not like you have a star player. That's just starting to play the season and you got to work him in. He has limited minutes.
3: These guys are in the best rugby shape of their lives. It's just one thing, which which sadly I omitted. Um, you, we talked last week about the number 10, and I, I mentioned that I thought Crowley was going to be a starter. Now, young Prendergast, who's come straight from the Ireland under-20s, played uh, last weekend. Now, it wasn't a big contest, you know, there wasn't much opposition. But he looks like the kind of fly half that A, isn't afraid to try stuff, mm. and B, very quickly established a relationship with a key guy, i.e. ring roles in the center.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm looking at that lineup, and I'm saying, wow, he is playing amongst some really, really good players. John and I were talking off camera about having the, the, the bench that, the, that they had in that match ahead of the Munster match. It's just, it's just amazing the depth that Leinster has and perhaps future players for Ireland coming on, like you just said. Gift, anything for us? I mean, look,
2: I feel like this was the weekend where legends start kicking off. For me, there was the one college football, LSU, oh. eight touchdowns, 500 yards, Jaden Daniel. And then on the other side, we had Sia Khaleesi kicking off this campaign, Ross 92. And where are they at now? Number two, over Stade say, hey, I mean, right. it's a weekend of legends coming back.
0: Okay. He, he didn't play, but you're going to – you know, he's in the stands. Are you going to say that that's the, the effect that he's got? He's that grand?
2: Exactly. He put on the jersey. He put on the jersey. Ross in 92 already knows you have a legend entering into the building. All right.
0: Fantastic. And we have a whole – show ahead of us but we have to take a quick break right now we'll be right back
1: need a great price on a new vehicle she he makes it easy easy price shows you our lowest prices on the mid-atlantic's largest selection find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships
3: it's easy she he she he.com
0: is your watch I wanted to salute the coolest Sevens tournament on the planet, the New York Sevens by the New York Rugby Club. They've been around since 1929. The tournament's been around since the late 50s. It doesn't get better than New York City. And sevens Get there if you can. Randall's Island, there'll be 100 th- teams, male and female. Great competitions, great fun. And if you can't get there, watch it on the web. You're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times? Go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. And we're back. George Hook in Dublin, Ireland. Gift a Bailu, not in Brazil, but in New York City without telling me. And John Bradshaw, Layfield down in Texas, D.C., Pennsylvania. George, we got some questions for you. We're dying to hear some actual answers of somebody that can, has a brain in their head. John, why don't you go first?
1: George, you mentioned about home field advantage. You look at the top 14, home field advantage is absolutely massive. This weekend, you're going to have games in Ireland, Wales, and Scotland. It's going to be about 40 degrees and rain. Not a ton of wind, but it's going to be cold and rainy. You're going to have games down in Pretoria and surround Sun City. that are 87 degrees when they kick off the ball. How much does that affect your team? And especially as if you can quantify it as to how many points it would go for the spread? Is it like four points, five points? Generally in America, NFL games, they'll give you two and a half points for the home team. How much does travel affect the traveling team in their first game when
3: they go to a complete different hemisphere? Well, the thing just on the question of phraseology here, which is actually quite important, by and large, when we talk about the top 14, we talk about the French championship. Um, so therefore, if you want a discussion about a home advantage in France, then, you know, I can really give it to you. Once upon a time, you know, people went to Lourdes on crutches to get cured and they went to Lourdes to see Lourdes play in the first division of French rugby. Um, and even then, and that's 70 years ago, a home advantage counted for everything in France and still does. They just don't travel. On the other hand, the European teams are now incredibly sophisticated with travel in terms of how how early they go down there. Uh, The change really almost doesn't matter. The modern-day rugby player, you know, has an incredible amount of frequent flyer points. Where home advantage is now important, and that's where your whiz kids can help you in terms of betting. If you're, if you're away to some incompetent Welsh team, then the chances of the Welsh team winning at home are probably not great. On the other hand, strangely enough, particularly in the case of Edinburgh, the Scottish teams are doing well at home. And despite John's extraordinary uh, affection for Zebra like the the playing stormers this weekend in South Africa and you forget it all right The last time the last time Italy won three in a row was when the Lions beat the Christians three nothing <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right well that, that that takes that takes a question up but hold on before we go to gift two things I uh, two points I want to make a all of that travel and Current Travel, sponsored by Irish Rugby Tours with George Hook. Don't hesitate to call him because it's not just rugby and it's not just Irish. And George, John is getting at, he thinks these athletes have so many distractions in places like Cape Town that they can be swinging up the chandeliers on the beach drunk all the time. Is that the case with today's professional
1: rugby. I know you're
0: sitting there. You, he's typing me in the private chat here. That's not what I asked him. So. I'm not
3: <laughs> typing anything. What's the average age for a professional rugby player? Certainly under 30. I'm probably more like about 26. Do you seriously think that? you know, he's seen the rosary in his bedroom for. for Call me naive. Assume, no, but like they, they. I mean, certainly in my time, uh, the great tradition is you went out for a few pints of strength the night before again, and if it was the late great Maskeen, uh a few pints was certainly in double figures.
0: Uh, we we got to we got to move along. Gift. Well, you before you're frozen to death out there. Do you have a question for George?
2: I mean, my nuts are inside my body right now, so this is going to be a little bit hard to get out, but. Uh, You know, speaking of debauchery before a rugby game, you know, I wanted to ask you about the Olympics. We got a lot of players that are starting to switch over for the Olympics. And, you know, before we talk about whether sevens is real rugby or fake rugby, I want to ask if you think that for a player, especially in a need to create better attention towards rugby union 15s, that these high-end players need to be able to get that branding that comes with Olympic rugby, Uh, because it has a much higher stage, do you think that it's a problem that players are switching over at this point? Or do you feel like there is a chance that this could actually play advantageously towards uh, the bigger picture for rugby union, maybe Mm -hmm. bypass some of World Rugby's lack of marketing?
3: Well, that's a great question. It really is. Because when you say players, I mean, at the moment, we don't know too much about players. Players. But we do know that Dupont, who is the outstanding number, who is the number one scrum half in the world and probably one of the great rugby players in the world, will not play in the Six Nations. Right. I have never heard in, in my entire life watching this game a player declare three months before the Six Nations, I'm not going to play because they're going to be doing something else. Now, in his case, there's something else is the Olympics. Now, today, Leo Cullen, the coach at Leinster, said that Leinster, and this is very important, Leinster will facilitate, his words, any Leinster players who want to play in the Olympics. I think that is an extraordinary statement right and it's pretty well an exclusive for uh, rugby wrap-up but I mean Ah. apart from the fact being the Irish papers on the radio and on television but I mean (laughs) don't worry about rugby wrap-up but anyway (laughs) the point about this is when they put Olympics it was sevens in the Olympics I thought it was a disastrous decision because it created, within one sport, a competitor. I mean, imagine, like at the moment, you you take a a simple example of your sports, your basketball or your baseball or your football. Imagine if there was another football, another basketball uh, going on at the same time. And that's effectively what they've done. Now... I, I'm quite happy with Nicaragua who wouldn't knock the skin off a custard. I'm happy <laughs> with Nicaragua getting to the Olympics to do fairly well, or Portugal or Poland or, you know, Hong Kong, I don't mind. But if Ireland and and France, who a few short weeks ago, were number one and number two in the world are going to lose players who say, "I would prefer to play this other game of rugby." I, I mean, <laughs> Sevens has as much uh, a relationship with rugby union as that coffee shop around the corner, which we inherited from America, is has to coffee. Like coffee, <laughs> supposed to be black. Coffee is supposed to taste like something made from a bean or a bush or a tree or Not the stuff they give me at Starbucks But I just it. Your,
0: your chai, soy latte, almond milk, George? You like that one? Well,
3: that's what I mean. Once upon a time, it was simple, right? But coffee is supposed to be black or white. It's not supposed to be all oh, the horsemen manure you're talking about. Chad,
0: whatever. All right, unfortunately. We not,
3: are... No matter what, it is not supposed to be decaffeinated. <laughs> Under no circumstances is coffee supposed to be decaffeinated.
0: John's a big fan of decaf coffee.
3: He's
0: just that guy. But we, we like him anyway. I am not. I
1: am I, I agree one hundred percent with George Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Your little latte you drink, you know what's wrong with the world right now. You woke goof. <clears throat>
0: On that note, on the on the woke goof note, John uh, George, we want to thank you once again for coming on.
2: Oh, yeah, George Huck. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic.
0: You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. great was george hook guys fantastic george fantastic. Hook he likes my best.
2: questions more than yours
0: okay let's move along uh john i want to piggyback what we were talking about with the travel because you did bring up shockingly a, a very good point I, I don't know where you who gave it to you or who wrote it down for you to read on the camera but uh should there be a travel handicap a for like going to south africa or going to north the northern hemisphere if you're one of the south african guys and or the top 14 see in
1: my opinion there has to be you look at nfl handicaps which is a comparable as far as scores as far as rugby so the points be about comparable you look at a home team usually it's about two and a half points uh yeah i think you get would get the two and a half points but these teams are now traveling com- to a different hemisphere and a complete different weather system you know so you're going from really bad weather right now at least in in the the British Isles all the way down to S- South Africa, which has fantastic weather right now. And it's also actually pretty, pretty warm down there. And you you have these guys who have been stuck in this winter are now all of a sudden in summer. To me, you have to have a handicap that is higher than what the NFL would put in place for like two and a half points. I think it's more like four or five points that you would put to the home team on the first week they travel. Now, not the second week. So Connacht has already been down there one week. I think the second week, that that's taken off. Now it's just a home field advantage. But I think that travel, it has to be. These are big guys flying a long, long way on commercial airlines for the most part. That has to have an effect on the visiting team.
0: And what about the top 14? Because the French teams on the road are confounding. You have teams that should absolutely decimate the home team where they're going to play. And you saw last weekend, that was not the case.
1: Yeah, so i tell you how you should handicap this game. You should handicap the game as if it's it's in a vacuum. And look at these two teams, whoever they are, which team is better? And what point differential would you give that team? But then I think you should add five or six points, and that many, five or six points, to the home team in France, to that Mm -hmm. handicap, and that gives you your line for the game. And the way you look at a game to see if you want to bet it is look at your line and then look at what the sports book put out. And if there's an advantage there, that's when you make the bet. I, but I, think, I, five or six, I think five or six points is legitimate for a, a home team in the top 14 in France. But now remember the sports books are already baking that in. So what you need to do is have your own line that you look at these two teams in a vacuum. Who's better. This is the point differential. Then add five or yeah. six points for the home team.
0: And of course, you got to weigh in lineups, which we do later on in the week after the taping on the show.
1: Yeah, the, and the way to the weigh the lineups is you put a point value on great players. So if you have a player that's one of the best in the world, you might give them two points. Only if you point a player that's average be zero. So if a player is exactly. out, you take those points away for the player out. That's a great player, and or add if the player is
0: back. This is stunning. This is stunning that you are after this is season three. Episode 41, and you are making some sense. I am absolutely stunned. I thanks. mean, it's a champ.
2: The champ always makes sense. It's You're not listening, but you're what? not here. Champs always dropping jewels. Bam! I, I,
0: I know we're on a roll, but we have to stop and pay some bills. We'll be right back. From New York City comes America's longest running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. And we're back. Anything that you like in the URC, John. Stormers
1: got a quite a good team. I'm going to take the Stormers who are getting four and a half points against Cardiff in Cardiff. Bad weather, but I'm picking the
2: Stormers. Yeah, the Welsh teams absolutely suck. Gift. Yo, got to follow in the pathway. Yo, Dragons are going down to see the Sharks. Chomp, chomp, time. Sharks are about to get it with 17 and a half. It's just not going to be fair in South Africa, man. Yeah, right now the
0: Lions are given 15 and a half. They're the home team. 15 and a half versus Zebrae. Zebra plays some good defense lately. I, I like Zebrae all the way down in South Africa versus the Lions. Let's move over to the Premiership. John, can you uh, make a pick and not assassinate the team name?
1: I had my DNA check. What is that DNA test thing you do? That I did that DNA test. 23 I'm... and me. No, it wasn't twenty-three. Me is that one of the other ones, like my DNA, whatever it was. And I'm Scottish, so I can pronounce it however I want to because it's my home. Leicester's <laughs> up there playing Gloucester, oh. and Leicester last week I thought looked fantastic. They looked like they were scared they were going to lose. That's why they're kicking so much. I think Leicester goes in and wins this game over Gloucester. Gift.
2: We're going. To go on the, the Bristol Bears tried to cut Equine out and just barely lost, but they're going up against the Saracens that are finally fully loaded, fully in action. Ready to blow in all the power about to come out on Bristol. Man, that release is going to be real. And uh, look for Saracens to cover 14 and a half on this.
0: I like Exeter getting laying seven and a half versus Newcastle. And I'm also going to give you Bath. I'm taking Bath with the points versus Sale. And finally. Wait a minute. George Ford is your guy. You got posters of
1: him up in your office and your bedroom and on your ceiling. I've You're taken them all go down. Go.
0: I've taken them all down and put up Finn Russell signs and photos. And hey, okay, I bet you are. You can be Finn Russell too. Is the one I'm looking at right now. Let's go to France to the top 14. John, I'm gonna pick La
1: Rochelle with Ronan O'Gara to go into racing and win the
2: match. Gift, look, I'm about to follow the trend of uh, French rugby all day at home. Protect this house because Stade Frontier is about to get a double loss in back-to-back weeks against Powell on six and a half.
0: Okay. Powell, of course, was very disappointing on the road last week.
2: On the road, the key term.
0: All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. So if you're going to go that way, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say... Claremont getting 14 and a half from Toulouse is too many points. Even though Claremont's on the road, I haven't learned my lesson. I'm going with Claremont with the points. Picks of the
1: week. John. Connect has been playing close. Win or lose. They're getting 13 and a half points. They've been down in South Africa for a week already against Vodacom. Give me the 13 and a half points and Connect to cover. Probably not win against Vodacom.
0: The Bulls, for those that don't like corporate names. Gift.
2: Man, look for the talents to start to rise up a little bit. Maybe not get the win, but rise up. Bennington going up against Edinburgh. Looking for them to cover the points. At least make the points. Not to get the win, but cover the points on the 10.5 that's being uh, presented to them.
0: Good pick. Good pick. I'm going to go with the road team. Ulster in Glasgow. I know. It's a tough trip. It's not really, though. It's not that much of a tough trip. I know that uh, Glasgow is playing well. Ulster, looking for that respect on the road. Six and a half seems a lot to me. i am taking. Don't Ulster. Don't come to Scotland looking for a win. All right? Let me tell you that right now.
1: Until tell Irish and St. Patrick and all your snakes and everything else to stay on the Emerald Isles. Stay out of Scotland.
0: And on that note, we are out of time. Thank you to John Bradshaw, Layfield, the WWE Hall of Fame returned rugby advocate. Thank you to King Diff, Dave the Inventor Awards. Thank you to George Hook, the Irish legend. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including MLR Weekly, the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. Tell a friend about us. And please join our American Red Cross blood donor
2: team.